This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUreview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Get charged up for action that'll shock your system. Tell me that's not cool. An unstoppable superhero and his crew embark on impossible missions and will bring mutated villains to justice. When static's in the house, bad guys better step off. Pull the plug on crime with the adventures of Static Shock. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to episode 256 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, with me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. It's Liam. Liam, we are continuing here in the month of April, if you are listening to this when it originally dropped, with some static shock reviews as we stay in the sunny and, in this week's case, windy skies <laughs> of Dakota. And uh, we are, as we mentioned last week, so if you, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we had the parents of a, uh, of a gadget that Static uses in his arsenal, and we posed the question... What are the origins of this gadget? And what did you know with this week's episode? We learned the secrets of its past and how it came to be. <laughs> Zap uh, past that is on this week's episode of Static. Welcome to the DCAU review. That's right. We got a uh, interesting one to talk about. As mentioned, yes, some good follow up. This episode, Winds of Change, is the one where the Zap Caps debut. Worth noting for. Uh, for historians and uh, and uh, and people who keep record of that sort of thing, yes, we have a we'll have a lot to talk about with it, and of course, that all has to kick off as usual with the official IMDb synopsis for Winds of Change. Absolutely, and of course, as is the case every week, the IMDb synopsis is brought to you by the Pod Tower. Head over to YouTube.com/slash the Pod Tower today and get our entire catalog including every single episode of Static that we have reviewed thus far, including the aforementioned uh, episode that we took care of last week. And uh, not only do you get some great content from us, but you get great content from our friends at Watchtower Database and Tim Talk's entire catalog, which includes the entire run of the DCAU, meaning any episode that we cover, they, they've already covered it. They've been there, done that. So if you want to check out an alternative uh, view of this week's episode head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower today and make sure you subscribe and smash that like button absolutely so this is the synopsis for winds of change which was written by len yuli and directed by james tucker with music by stanley clark and animation by coco and that synopsis reads as such Richie resents Virgil's blossoming friendship with Daisy, and Virgil is annoyed at Richie's constant interference in Static's activities. These resentments strain their friendship. At the same time, Static must battle Slipstream, who controls winds. Wow. Not the wind. He controls winds. 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 Plural. That's right. Um, I, I think we might be able to chalk that one up to either somebody that was in a hurry. They hurriedly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. synopsized that, uh, that episode, or perhaps somebody whose uh, language first language was not English. So 
Uh, either way, not uh, would not would not get a a passing grade in my book, but uh, perhaps our own synopsis can do the episode a little bit of justice as we uh, we open up the episode at the Burger Full Restaurant, Liam, and uh, we have a group of children? Question mark teens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. young adults, uh, and the rapper Common is there. Look at the. They're all hanging out at the table. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh and they are they're having some food and uh they start uh they start getting bullied by a rather large child, young adult man named uh Heavy C, who is attempting to steal their food. Uh they uh they pretty much very quickly disperse of him and uh, cover him in various condiments that they found in said Burgerful restaurant. But uh, just as it seems that this heavy sea has been defeated, uh, it turns out that uh, he is in fact a bang baby. I guess he didn't know that he was a bang baby before this. And this is how he determined that he was. But uh, as the episode title suggests, a rapid wind blows through the burger full restaurant, lifting everyone off of their feet. And uh, wouldn't you know, this bang baby uh, who later on would go on to change his name to something a little bit more appropriate based on his his uh, his his uh, set of of powers, which, by the way, learned this week, this this set of powers is known as aerokinesis. Ooh, yes. Let's say you never learned anything on this show, folks. That's right. Aerokinesis. You going to finish that? I haven't even started Heavy Sea. Hey, stop it. You're always doing that. I'm hungry. Buy your own. Hey, that's mine. I'm thirsty, too. You're a real pig. You know that? You dissing ah! me? Ah! You must be tripping. Maybe you'd like ketchup with that. <laughs> Why are you? Your free lunches are over, Heavy C. We're not afraid of you anymore. Yeah, just a big bag of wind. Where's that coming from? It's coming from him. He's a bang baby. Um, so pretty much you got to imagine that uh, what would happen if uh, Fat Albert from the Cosby, sh- the uh, the the Cosby cartoon show, which feel a little bit dirty talking about mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. in this uh, 2023, the year of our Lord. But, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge at another time. But <laughs> uh, yes, imagine that. And then he decided to put on uh, some some hockey pads and a mm-hmm. uh, and like a, a, a bath bathroom rug for a <laughs> And a uh, a Cyclops cosplay visor, and that's our uh, that's going to be our villain this mm-hmm. week. But uh, the main, the real main event that we get here is that uh, the aforementioned Zap Caps are developed very early on, and uh, it's interesting because Virgil asks the same exact question that we posed last <laughs> week, which is: Static creates electricity. At what point would he need electricity grenades? Why would he? Why would he need them? Mm-hmm. Well, Richie is very glad that you asked. What's up? You made it sound like a mad SOS. Feast your eyes. Eggs? You brought me here for a picnic? Open it. 
What are they? Energy containment units. I call them zap caps. Go on, charge them up. Now watch and be amazed. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? I can do ball lightning in my sleep. Why do I need those? Check it. You're in a battle, low on power. You pitch a couple of these at the bad guys and buy yourself time to recharge. <laughs> brilliant, eh? Yeah, brilliant. Look, we better go. Daisy says she'd help debug that new software. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do we need Daisy? I can debug it myself. Besides, we don't have time. What do you mean? We haven't worked on your static moves in a week, and we sure can't do that with her around. You know, lately it seems like whenever I have something to do on my personal time, you're bugging me about static stuff. Hey, I got a life too, you know. But at least I'm trying to be responsible. All right, look. I'll work with Daisy until 5, then I'll get together with you, okay? Okay. I'll go drop off the zap caps at HQ. HQ? You mean the gas station? Yeah, the gas station. Yeah. It's very quickly established here that Richie is being a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, what like a hard ass almost. Like he's... Yeah. He's he's all about making sure Static is all the way in on this hero thing and focusing on the hero thing. He wants him to be a full-time hero. He can't, uh, Static can't have a life outside of being a hero. He's got to train his powers. As you recall, this is still very early on. This is season one, so mm-hmm. very early on here. Uh, in this uh in this so he's you know wants him to practice and, and hone his skills and statics like get off my back man like i i got <laughs> i got other stuff that i want to do in my life i'm not just a full-time hero so mm-hmm. uh that of course leads to to a little bit of conflict as uh, that other things that static would like to do include hanging out with daisy and there seems to be some sort of just friendly jealousy that occurs there as richie recognizes that static may or may not have a romantic interest in Daisy that uh, mm-hmm. is taking him away from their friendship. And uh, as as is quite relatable to, to many friends at times where, you know, your best friend all of a sudden is dating somebody and uh, mm-hmm. they don't have time for you anymore. So that's going to set us up here. Uh, and in the background, we get a little bit of this uh, slipstream character uh, just basically <laughs> wreaking havoc here and there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We uh, we we cut from there to uh, after their their initial sort of tiff in the junkyard, where he's explaining these zap caps. Uh, Virgil agrees that they'll meet up later in the day to uh, to go over some training, but right now he has to go uh, work on this project with Daisy. And of course, the the meeting time with Richie arrives, and Virgil is still in uh, in school in the computer lab working with Daisy. So Richie, of course, uh, of course, shows up and uh, demands an explanation. And Virgil kind of just blows him off and tells him to get lost. And uh, and we uh, we move from there to uh, Virgil is very frustrated by this. And Richie is very frustrated. We're building to it. This isn't the real breakup yet, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. So the, so the next uh, the next little bit passes and then Virgil is, is laying in his room listening to music and uh, and Sharon comes in to uh, to alert him that Richie has called him no less than six times in 10 minutes. And Virgil is sort of lamenting about how uh, frustrated he is by how often Richie is, is hounding him these days. And uh, at that point, the shock Vox goes off and, and Virgil realizes that this is not a uh, training related phone call but richie trying to alert him that this new villain this wind-powered villain 
is attacking what else would he attack but an amusement park yes richie didn't sharon give you my message yeah so so there's a guy making a mess down here at the water park i'm a superhero not a janitor not that kind of mess bro Superpowers works up one super powerful appetite. <laughs> Woo, rough weather we're having. It's that dude. He's got some kind of power over the wind. I can handle him. Okay, but be careful. There's a lot of water around here. If you get wet when you're powered up, you could short out. Richie, please. It's basically it's one big setup so that static can be around water, right? Mm-hmm. We have to set up. We have to set up that. Static could potentially be drained of his powers should he come into contact with water, which I don't remember ever. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, science-wise. Drained mm-hmm. of your powers? I don't know. Maybe electrocuted makes sense, but okay, sure. Uh, Richie has that one throwaway line, he's got to say. Yes, absolutely. So we uh, we set up this at the, the, the Dakota Dunes uh, amusement park. So there's uh, there's a little bit of superhero action here. With uh, with Static kind of being uh, being overmatched by this new villain, and uh, Richie keeps trying to help and keeps trying to get directly involved. Keeping in mind that at this point Richie is not he's not gear yet. This is as, as you said, Cal. This is first season. He has no powers or weapons, but he's still <laughs> trying to get involved. And uh, among all of the the uh, kerfuffle, it looks like maybe Static is uh, is on the ropes. And so uh, Richie gets this idea that he's going to drive this like animal themed train golf cart shark it's a it's definitely a shark a shark a shark okay yeah that's right because it's a water park it's a shark cart Uh, the shark the shark cart uh uh, into this roller coaster that uh slipstream is standing on and he he does uh distract slipstream momentarily but also causes a a big accident and all the rebel falls down all the rubble falls down on uh on static and, uh, and slipstream goes on his merry way as as Virgil now has really had enough. Yeah, he's very clearly not not happy that that you know that Richie is is not only kind of bossing him around and telling him he's got to focus on this stuff, but he he wants him to realize like, hey, you're not the hero. I'm the hero. I kind of have to make my own decisions on what to do here. So. Um, yeah, it's at this point that they really have a, a rather large blow up where he tells him to to kind of buzz off and uh, or stop bugging him, I believe is the term he uses, because mm-hmm. uh, Richie responds, well, you don't have to worry about it. I'm out of the bug business forever. Hey, if it weren't for those inner tubes, I would have been squashed thanks to your screw up. My screw up? Slipstream had you on the ropes, man. I saw an opening and I took it. Your opening nearly killed me. Oh, maybe you would have preferred to have Daisy there instead? At least Daisy doesn't bombard me with a bunch of dumb schedules and training and look what I build every day. Whoa, what are you saying? What am I saying? I'm saying chill out, back off, and quit bugging me. Oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I am out of the bug business forever.
which point you would hear the voiceover come over and say he wasn't. But <laughs> for for some time though, we get uh, we get that Richie and and uh, and Virgil really are no longer on speaking terms. We cut to one of their classrooms, and there's a there's a class project that's going on. Virgil selects Daisy, and this further upsets Richie as he looks for someone else, and he sits with Omar, who he tells, well, finally, somebody's going to be serious about completing a project loud enough for Virgil to overhear. It's very petty type of back and forth going on here as to hurt feelings between two men, right? Two men <laughs> two men and their feelings about That's things. Right. For the rest of the episode. So uh, we see also that Virgil continues to sort of replace Richie's spot with uh, with Daisy, including <laughs> tagging her to various comic book stores mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing the no- things that n- normally that uh, that Richie would do. Uh, they even run into a Richie at one of the comic shops and it seems like things are going to be OK. But then they remember that they're mad at each other. So they both have to pretend like they're disinterested. And uh, Richie ends up walking away. Uh, Daisy's a little upset about this. She, she's, uh, she's, you know, she's a little bit flabbergasted that they're continuing to to act this way. But as one, as they're in one of the comic book stores, wouldn't you know it? Slipstream is being tracked by the local news helicopter, which uh, he's not not too much of a fan of. So he decides he's going to make the news helicopter crash, chasing after it. And uh, it just so happens that the news helicopter in the same neighborhood, the same area of the comic shop. So it's very convenient that Static can go out and step up just in time to save the day. And uh, everybody's very happy at the end of the day as he uses uh, his his electro powers to create a electricity net that uh, that he's able to safely help land said helicopter in the middle of the road. Everybody stands and applauds, except for Richie, who just uh, sort of nonchalantly plays it off as unimpressed, walking away. But of course, Virgil spots Richie walking away without saying anything or cheering. And this uh, this we get a little sad Virgil uh, bit here as he uh, he just kind of hangs his head and sighs, realizing that uh, their friendship appears to be doomed for good at this point. Yeah, I will just say uh, Slipstream really went from like, I guess he was just kind of generally a bully <laughs> when we meet him anyway. And so he's, mm-hmm. he's wrecking a water park. But he's also like, he's like trying to steal cash and stuff while he's there mm-hmm. and now he's just like murder <laughs> he just right. he jumps right to i'm gonna drop this helicopter out of the sky i thought that was wonderful uh just a real escalation of events here but yes the uh after the uh after once again they are uh they are unable to uh or after virgil is able to save the helicopter but is sort of let down because he sees that uh, Richie is there and is kind of looking on disapprovingly uh, kind of leaves them with uh, neither one of them really feeling that great about things. And uh, at that point we cut to the next day at school and we have Daisy confronting Richie this time and sort of uh, asking, but really demanding that, uh, that Richie and Virgil work things, these things out because she's pretty sick of dealing with both of them. Uh, when they're not friends is the neither one of them is really acting like themselves. And while they're there talking, uh, Daisy gets a phone call from Virgil, who is uh, canceling their uh, their their lunch date. And uh, and Richie kind of quickly puts two and two together that this must mean that Static is uh, is on the hunt for Slipstream once again and races off to try to uh, to see what's going on. 
And uh, at that point, we see that uh, that that Virgil is uh, he's once again having trouble. This time, they're they're in a park for some. <laughs> what does Slipstream want? He's I just he's creating. Well, he's isn't he at like the National History Museum or whatever? It okay, is? just like it's hard to say. Is he stealing? Is he stealing the like the artwork or the historical pieces that are in this museum, or is he just creating destruction? I I I don't think it's readily clear. Um, the guy, the guy's just so happy and and uh, and just large and and windy. Loving life, I yep. think that's fair to say. Yep, for sure. Um, and we'll talk about his costume in a little bit. It's interesting. Um, but uh, but yes, a uh, from from there, uh, static is once again his his water water is his kryptonite. Firmly here, as a slipstream drops an entire lake's worth of water on him, and not only does it short out statics powers but it also causes like a giant lightning storm within like a five mile radius mm-hmm. there's like this giant electric mushroom cloud that goes off mm-hmm. it's uh so it's like okay that's 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 pretty dangerous like that's yeah i agree that's uh that's you know i feel like it's it's concerning that our our, our true and you know our, our main hero for this entire city like if he steps in a puddle he could like short out the power in the entire city <laughs> yeah that's a and, that's a bit of a vulnerability when you think about it yes and uh, there's actually a, a trivia note on the wonderful dcau wiki that apparently uh, i think in <laughs> some some interviews uh dwayne mcduffie had mentioned that he was not uh, in retrospect was not a huge fan of this as a uh, uh used as sort of a crutch weakness for for static because probably for the exact reasons we just pointed out. <laughs> uh, but yes, as it is, Static's out of juice. Richie uh, sees on the news that uh, things are not going well. And so he's uh, he's rushed back to the to the gas station and he grabs the zap caps and he's going to go try to save the day once again uh, on his electric scooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richie, mm-hmm. he, and I was like, I, it was so funny. He does at least put like the scooter has like a blast shield on it. Right. That covers his eyes. Because otherwise, I'm like, how does no one figure out that this kid that's always hanging around is Richie Foley? Is Richie Foley. And then by extension, is Static. Best uh, friends. Static is, best is, friend. Yeah. Best friends with, right, guy with, with a guy who has the static. Like yes. Has the, <laughs> at the very least, has the exact same hairstyle as Static. Maybe. Right. I don't know. But at least he's at least he's kind of covering his face here. But yes, he runs in. He tries to throw the the zap caps, these electricity grenades, and they all just get blown, <laughs> blown back <laughs> at him, <laughs> and they just all rain down on the ground. I actually um, liked this a lot because you went from making him like here he comes to save the day <laughs> to <it's> great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good bit of uh, like physical or, or yeah vis- visual comedy here. Right. As uh, yes, yeah, so he races in with like this triumphant, and the you know the music kind of picks up, and you get like this upbeat music, and he comes <laughs> zipping in, and he's like, "All right," and he throws, and he goes to throw the grenades, and then they just get blown back, and then and then the wind comes underneath, and the uh, the rest of the zap caps go flying, and they start dropping all around him and exploding. It's really, really, it's really quite quite funny. So uh, at that point, Virgil and uh, and and Richie are kind of reconvening, trying to trying to run away on foot. And they they finally sort of realize that they're uh, they're better together. We get our, our lesson for for the episode as they realize that they've they've both been kind of out of line and unfair to the other, and they they need to work together to get out of this. And uh, thankfully, Richie had them because they I guess they he 
extras that weren't in the egg carton that he was carrying them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Virgil, as mentioned, realizes that not only can these things uh, generate electricity, but he can absorb the electricity out of them. And so static powers back up and uh, he's able to electrify this bridge that Slipstream is standing on and then uh, and then sort of uh, tie him all up using uh, various pieces of debris. And then he just kind of chucks him. <laughs> it's amazing this guy isn't dead. Like <laughs> he throws like a statue, a bunch of a bunch of garbage mm-hmm. cans like this guy's just buried under very heavy things. I don't I mean, I know he's a large fella. But yeah, it seems like he would have been crushed because we didn't we didn't hear that his bones were like extra <laughs> dense or anything like that for being a bang baby. He's just immediately buried under thousands of pounds of statue and <laughs> trees and things. Well, at least he was wearing those hockey pads and the big metal plate. <laughs> just, I guess those uh, those protected him enough as that uh, that uh, that takes care of our villain and there's yeah. the moral of your story kids wear your pads <laughs> when right. you go out that's right that could save your life and, uh, <laughs> and we get we get a little a little postscript back at school as uh, daisy sees that virgil and rishi are best pals again and uh and uh, Daisy is uh, not not too interested in going with them to their their various comic store hangouts, and then we get something like right out of like the the George Reeves Superman show or like the Adam West Batman show, where uh, to end the episode where Daisy says, "Oh wow, you guys are really into this superhero stuff now," and then they like both look at each other and in unison say, "You might say that," and then they do the fist bump and we fade to black. <laughs> What happened to your arm? Swimming accident. I told you, man. When you dive into the pool, make sure there's water in there. What was I thinking? Well, I'm glad to see you two back together. Us too. Which reminds me, you want to come along on another comic book run? Twice? In one week? Thanks anyway. Too bad. You're lost. No account for some people's Mm -hmm. taste. You guys are really into that superhero stuff, aren't you? You might say that. Remember, I told you, Richie swearing off that he was out of the bug business forever. He wasn't. He's a liar. <laughs> he used to stick to his principles. He's back. Couldn't stay away. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, that will uh, wrap up this episode, which, by the way, I did not mention at the top, but originally aired here in the States. Kids WB on December the 16th. 2000 meaning where uh, we just passed the 22 year anniversary not too long ago but for this episode liam i would say despite maybe it having a similar critique as last week's episode where we discussed the villain really taking the back seat not really being the focal point of Mm -hmm. the episode uh, this is really a teen drama where, you know, we have we have oh, a couple yeah. of teenagers that are in their feelings and that aren't uh, that aren't talking to one another over a, a giant misunderstanding. And because of that, that creates the ma- majority of the drama. However, because it's our main two characters uh, and the people that we root for to be a team and best friends and given the context of this being very early on in the in the series where we didn't have didn't know how long their friendship would necessarily last 
I think this is a, a, a fun little 22 minutes. Um, it, the villain is ridiculous. The villain mm-hmm. is the villain. Again, I think you could have put anybody in that spot. Um, I think the wind powers are certainly interesting, but the visual of a, of a larger man flying around shooting tornadoes out of his hands and also flying on a tornado because that's how they chose to animate this as we'll discuss in just a minute is very goofy but i think that the base of the tension of the episode is there i i think that it didn't feel like it was dragging at any point i again i like that they sort of subverted the expectation of your hero is in trouble oh the guy that invented this uh, this invention is going to come in to have to save the heroes, but but in actuality, he falls on his face and breaks his arm also. So it doesn't it doesn't subvert your main hero as being the main hero and needing somebody else to to slide in there, needing the sidekick to come in and save the day on his own. The invention helps him clearly, like, you know, they, mm-hmm. they recognize that. Uh, they they work as a team well and that Richie's inventions are ultimately what helps him helps him, you know, defeat the villain. But it doesn't. Richie's not the hero yet. He's not a hero uh, on the team yet. He's more or less a, a resource uh, that that static can tap into and, and rely on. So I like that they didn't go kind of too far outside of the box to make things feel a little bit eye rollingly predictable with that. Um, so I, 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 I really did did enjoy this one overall again we talk about this a lot of times we'll grade on a curve when it comes to these episodes and uh mm-hmm. I, maybe you could chalk that up to it but i ended up giving a plot a seven out of ten for this week nice yeah i'm not too far off i give it a, a six out of ten here um yeah i think it's a it's a perfectly fine little episode i think it's again if you look at like sitcom staples there's always an episode where the best friends fight and they swear they're never going to be friends again. And really everybody else in, in this case, Daisy is kind of our, our POV character for it, but it's like everybody else is made to suffer because you guys won't just say you're sorry and move on. Like, right. And so it's kind of, there's some good, yeah, there's some good uh, comedy there. And there's uh you know, there's some good, there's a good, like I said, it's, it's yeah, the, the hurt feelings drama. It's very, it's very much, I think a staple of, of as you said, like a, a teen drama here. So and uh, and yeah, the the villain I think is just so wacky and silly that it's he's he's a lot of fun, and we'll talk about that more in, in visuals and voice acting certainly. But uh, he's just this really goofy, very you know, in in the best way possible, cartoony villain. And uh, and so I think yeah, I think this episode has uh, has a lot a lot going right for it. Here we go. All right, Liam. Let's move on to our next category, which, of course, is going to be our animation and visuals. Uh, As you mentioned at the top, Coco is responsible for the animation for this week. Uh, A a, a familiar name, perhaps. James Tucker was the director Mm -hmm. for this week's episode. Uh, You may have heard of him once or twice on this podcast or so. But uh, what did you uh, what did you enjoy about the visuals this week? I guess let's start with our let's start with our main villain. You know, let's talk <laughs> about Slipstream here. As as I mentioned, he's very clearly based off the Fat Albert character from yes. what was that show? The Cosby Kids or whatever it was. Or I thought it was just called Fat Albert. But Fat Albert, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so clearly based off of Fat Albert. Like, yeah, clearly 
everything about him, the way he's a larger character, his voice is even a sort of a a, a spoof of the the Fat Albert character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like that they be, they didn't make his costume serious. Like his costume's goofy. He's a goofy character. He his lines are goofy. The voice is goofy. Like if you had tried to make this guy cool. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit more difficult to take it. Agreed. And I think maybe if you, I think maybe if he was a bigger part of the episode and and seemingly like a more serious threat, it also would have been, uh, would have been a little bit harder to take. But I think the I think the look is fine. He's got like, <laughs> he's got like as you mentioned these hockey pads that he's that purple he's, hockey pads, purple hockey pads that he sports with like this chest plate. That's got a tornado in the shape of an S uh, for, for slipstream. Like, yeah, good, good job. He's got the uh, the the Cyclops visor, mm-hmm. uh, like the the I guess it's the 80s visor because it kind of goes all the way around his head. Uh, and uh, he's got uh, he's got a hat that he wears for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, like a blue jean hat. He's also wearing this all over, like just his normal clothes. Also, he's got like a white tank top and, and some blue jeans <laughs> yeah, on it's just like whatever he was wearing in that first scene like it's like yeah he's got jorts and white t-shirt and a hat and, <laughs> and then, then he's like, got like the blue trucker hat yeah and then he's got like like i said it looks like like your grandmother's bathtub rug like the the one that lays in front <laughs> of the bathtub is like what he decided to wear as a cape and then these purple, these purple like knee knee guards, shin guards, elbow pads, shoulder pads, uh, very unique. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like all the wind effects, I guess, to match his fit are also purple. Uh-huh. So it's a very purple episode. Um, and and yeah, I, I think he's he said he's very silly, but I think that's kind of a lot of the charm of. Uh, He's constantly kind of like cackling and and laughing and taunting and and so there's not uh, but the the visuals himself when he's like tearing the amusement park uh, apart is fun and and all the the various things he does with the water when he attacks the uh, when he attacks the helicopter there's a pretty cool shot of the uh, where they kind of cut from the helicopter to sort of a shot of him sort of flying through the city and the buildings are kind of sweeping around him I think that's that's pretty neat as well. And then, yeah, I think there's uh, the, the sequence where, where static uh, catches the helicopter after that, like that whole sequence, I think is really, really fun. Agreed. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's, and, uh, the, the, and we talked about this again, the transitions in and out of that, that stock uh, static power up animation that we see a lot uh, this week where he presses down the buttons on the, uh, on the zap caps and, and then it transitions into the power up sequence. I thought it was really fun. And then that that last sequence where he's where he's kind of using his problem or using his powers to, to problem solve and create this weird mishmash of rubble that he traps uh, Slipstream in, so he can't use his powers is fun too. So yeah, I think uh, I think there's some there's a lot of fun. I definitely think that is this just completely outlandish and and silly uh slipstream outfit that uh, that's that's definitely my visual highlight it goes to, <laughs> goes to the character design for this week he also reminds me like the way he moves as we mentioned he's kind of got like the tasmanian devil tornado mm-hmm. style or like what was the name of the character in the super friends the samurai uh, samurai <laughs> Yeah, it moves the same way. Like he yes, just he got like the tornado legs. around his legs. Yeah, yeah right. he, you can't see his legs. Just his bottom half is this animated tornado that moves. Um, 
So yeah, like, and he flies that way. Like that's how he flies also. So very, very interesting choices there, but uh, I thought it was very effective. Very fun. I agreed with you. The helicopter pursuit crash rescue was probably the the highlight uh, prior to maybe the final battle between, between slipstream and static. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, I thought that compared to the way that the, sort of the downbeat scenes we we talked about last week and the, the animation studio from last week not being um we didn't have favorable things to say about that we'll just we'll just leave it at that you can check out that in the archives if you'd like to but uh this week coco i think did a did a solid job i thought everybody kind of looked on model throughout everybody moved normally not a lot of like dynamic expressive faces mm-hmm. that we talked about last week everybody seemed to be on on uh, on model for this first season so uh again i i think things were pretty solid across the board nothing stood out as like a big goof or a gaff or you know inconsistency or whatever the dcau wiki wants to call it this week nothing stuck out to me <laughs> Uh, so I ended up going with a uh, a pretty strong seven out of ten for my score for animation and visuals. Yeah, I went with the exact same score of uh, of seven out of ten. I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, I think that whole sequence, as we already talked about a little bit in plot, but yes, once again, that the sequence of Richie zipping in on his little scooter and like he like rides up up the back of a cop car and like goes the jumps over the police line. He's like, all right, time for action, and then he immediately all the zap caps get dumped out and start exploding around him. I thought that was, that was really, really funny. So uh, very, very, very fun week for visuals. I will also say that uh, we'd be remiss not to mention the comic book that Richie ah, yes. will share, share a love for, which is plant man by a, a, a fictional writer by the name of Denny Miller. So, <laughs> Plant Man, I think pretty obviously it would be a, a reference to Swamp Thing based on how he looks, uh, everything about the book. Denny Miller, I assume uh, Denny O'Neill and Frank Miller combined into one one oh, character. Referencing uh, the the former SNL alum. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I think you're probably right. That makes yeah. more sense. Seems, seems like we'd be a little bit more on board there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, if referencing... <laughs> what a random place it would have been if they just had a... <laughs> A reference to, to <laughs> what was he even doing at this point? Did he have his? Did he have a show? Was I this when was, he was on Monday Night Football? I think it was probably sandwiched in between, or right around the time he was on Monday Night Football. I think it was probably he probably would have had an HBO show at that time, okay. also. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it would have been an odd choice for sure. Reference, <laughs> reference. He was a he was a part of American pop culture, but I, I right. not really related to any. <laughs> that i'm aware of the <laughs> the, the miller verse hadn't quite kicked nah, off yet no. i don't think <laughs> oh goodness all right well that's the dennis miller minute for this week folks and we can uh, move on to music definitely gonna clip that one for a reel <laughs> all right everybody let's move on to our next category which is going to be music and liam forgive me i didn't write it down at the top you mentioned our music from this week it came from stanley clark all right, not too familiar with that name. Uh, are a lot of uh, episodes credited to uh, to Mr. Clark that you can that you can see? I think I think he might be. I might I think he might only be on the season one because, as you may have noticed, there was no lyrics in the music this week. Um, sadly, <laughs> <laughs> but, two very uh, responses to that, but sadly, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
but yeah. uh, so I so I think he did some of the some of the regular music for season one, but uh, but uh, and he's you know he has a lot of a lot of other like uh, a lot of other music credits to his name, but uh, fourteen episodes of Static. Okay, all right, so he's. So. Man, he's around. We just haven't done a lot of these season one episodes in so long, and they're spaced mm-hmm. out between months at a time, it feels like. So that makes sense. Uh, but uh, I would say, other than our static theme, the only thing that I noticed was our slipstream theme. And mm-hmm. uh, he has this sort of quirky, it's like hip hop circus is kind of like what I put. <laughs> it's like, it's like the class. It's like the classic circus organ theme that's just broken up with some like hip hop beats. Um, it's noticeable. It's it's kind of like dumpy, quirky also. That kind of fits mm-hmm. our character. Um, but it it stands out. And I appreciate that it didn't have like some guy doing a Rage Against the Machine impersonation <laughs> over top of it or something as we've we've heard before in the past. But uh, yeah, that that was the main piece that I felt stood out. I, I didn't didn't think anything was bad this week. I didn't think anything was was terribly uh, offensive. And uh, I kind of dug that uh, dug that music. So uh, grading again, grading on a curve here. But uh, I ended up giving uh, a six out of ten for music this week. Yep, I gave it the exact same score. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have many additional notes besides the uh, the slipstream theme. And of course, our season one static theme but uh yeah i think a solid solid it, it plays more of a background role you get it you get it brought in a little bit more prominently for our, for our action sequences with slipstream and then there's a it's a lot of point where there isn't a lot of when it's just because maybe because this episode f- focuses a bit more on the on the teen drama high school stuff we don't get as much uh music in those scenes so yeah it's a, it's a light week for music but uh, still a couple of highlights and and when Richie shows up on his little skate <laughs> on his little scooter also <laughs> yes. uh, some music as he comes trying in to save the day and falling flat on his face there is some some music uh, comedic played for comedic timing as you mentioned with the, uh, the sudden dropout all right Liam let's wrap things up this week with our voice cast and uh, not uh, not a ton of people to talk about but as we uh, as we mentioned uh, there's actually a couple of uh, of names that you may not recognize uh, mainly with our our main antagonist but has definitely popped up uh, quite a bit in the DCAU or in DC animation even uh, so uh, let's uh, let's go through and talk about this week's voice cast that's right. So uh, we do briefly have Michelle Morgan as Sharon. Not much to her this week, but uh, as well as a, uh, a brief appearance by Maria Canales Barrera as Shelly Sandoval, the reporter who gets uh, attacked by Slipstream. They have one reporter in Dakota. That's it. It's just that one. It's, she's I, the she's the lead anchor. She's she's <laughs> out on the on the beat. She's in the helicopter. She's everywhere. Yeah, you gotta wonder, like you like. You imagine uh, Edwin Alva owns this station, right? Because like, who else has money in this town? Correct. And, so and like, he loves. Yeah, he plays the role of the rich person manipulating the local media, of course. Right. So like, what he can't spring for one additional reporter? Unbelievable. Well, if it plays, if it plays anything like real life, he's also insanely cheap. That's true. <laughs> uh, art imitating life in that case. But Indeed. yes, elsewhere, of course, we have Crystal Scales as uh, as Daisy. He is really good in this episode like she gets mm-hmm. this is probably the most other than maybe her introduction episode where virgil meets her at like the smart kid school mm-hmm. um this is probably the most we've gotten to see her do at least in these earlier episodes and uh yeah she, she 
she's like I said, she gets to be pretty funny because first she's sort of her just reacting to learning that Virgil and Richie are on the rocks and then her sort of just slowly getting a little bit more fed up with it as they're going to the various comic stores and she's like, wow, so you do this every week? <laughs> and then uh, and then when uh, when Virgil and Richie kind of have their standoff in the comic store where uh, where where neither one of them is going to buy this issue that they're both clearly dying to read and talk about uh, to each other. She, she just like grabs it, shoves it at him. And she's like, Oh, just buy it. <laughs> the way that she just sort of gets more and more exasperated as the episode goes, uh, culminating in that, in that scene where, uh, where she just starts yelling at Richie to, uh, <laughs> to figure out what's going on uh, back at the lockers. I think, I think she's really good this week. Yeah. That, that scene where she, she tells him to get out of his feelings and start being friends again. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed that. It, she does have a solid performance. I, I, you know, I can't remember if we were hypercritical of her in that first episode or not, but uh, if we were, uh, then this, I think more than makes up for it. She's given a lot to do this week and uh, some of her reactions and playing off of Virgil and, and kind of fitting into this role as a, uh, as are attempting to fit into the the Richie role when Richie is gone and uh, kind of being dragged along to these different comic spots and then kind of putting her foot down at the very end and just being like, I'm good. I don't need to go any more comic book stores in the same twice in the same week. So yeah, <laughs> she's she's really solid. Absolutely. And then uh, elsewhere in our cast here, we will uh, we'll get to our main actors in a moment. But yes, Cal, as you mentioned we have a uh, bumper Robinson uh, playing our, our villain of the week slipstream. And uh, as, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, has done quite a few across uh, static shock as well as uh, Batman beyond as well. Most famously for static, he played the villain uh, destruct in the, one of the very early uh, episodes because Virgil's classmate kind of can't control his, uh, his transformation. I think that's actually the first Ebon episode too. Mm. Um, that one, they introduced the meta breed there, but, uh, and also played, uh, Terry's friend in, in the episode payback. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's a veteran of these episodes also does a lot of other DC animation voices like cyborg in the justice league, uh, doom movie, as well as, uh, did voices on Batman, the brave and the bold and Ben 10 teen Titans. So, a regular veteran of the voice acting. And uh, as, as we've sort of talked about, uh, it's just doing fat. Effort. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's not, and it's funny. Like he's, right. he's very, like I said, it's very silly. He's not a giant portion of the episode. If he was like really trying, cause they open with it and you're almost thinking like, Oh, he can't be doing this voice. If this is going to be like some like tortured bullied, like story where he's seeking revenge on, on the, him or whatever but no he's just he's just a wacky cartoon villain that shows up every five minutes <laughs> to uh to complicate things for our for our heroes so but he's he's a lot of fun in this episode yeah he's uh he's very goofy i will say it was hard to tell what he was saying i don't know if it was the mix of the audio or whatever it was but maybe i'm just deaf but some of the lines it was difficult to understand what he was trying to say um, or what the lines were for me. So uh, it was, it kind of actually added to the comedy a little bit. It was like, you can't even understand what this guy's saying. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Solid, solid, uh, solid effort there from him. Uh, you know, I can't, can't say that it's his best work because I feel like we've, we've seen other roles that he's played that, uh, that were a little bit, uh, a little bit stronger and maybe a little bit more serious, but 
what can you say? It's uh, he plays a goofy villain really well. Absolutely. And then that just leaves us with our two leads of the episode. We have Jason Marston, of course, as Richie and the great Phil Lamar as Static. And uh, yeah, not, not surprisingly, there are a lot of fun. Like, and this is this is maybe more of a plot note. They're like, they're immediately irritated with each other. Like we when we are introduced to them in this episode, which again, as you said, might come from more of us just dropping back into season one after being away for a while. Um, but it just it struck me, and that, part of that that's the the framing device for the episode. But like, the, wow, they're mean to each other <laughs> in the first the first half of this episode. They're so mean to each other, but they're they're. It is it is kind of entertaining, like we said, especially once once they do have the big blow up and they're trying to sort of ignore each other and 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 sort of rolling their eyes at each other and trying not to uh, trying very hard to not be friends. I think it's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, they they play off each other. And it's interesting because I I even was just kind of listening and some of the dialogue that they had written for them wasn't the wasn't the best especially some of the back and forth like when he's trying to explain the zap caps or when he's trying to explain that he needs to that static needs to go out and train like there's some it's like this dialogue was not written well but they're they're the way that their performance is specifically mr marsden playing off of mr lamar just tremendous like they just they're able to kind of take those lines or somebody else might just read them without any inflection any emotion whatever it is uh they they played off each other really really well i love how he kind of mr marsden specifically later on has to sort of play disinterested when static saves the day i thought that that was you know he has to he's hurt but he's also like well i got to be too cool for school for this so um yeah, it's a it's a unsurprisingly a, a solid performance from from both of our leads uh, this week, and uh, they have great chemistry, which hey works out really well for the for the entire series. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, can, I don't I don't think it's like their their best episode, but they do get they, they get a lot get a lot to do, and uh, like I said, it's it's a it's a classic uh, classic trope to have the the best pals uh, break up for an episode and then get back together to, to solve the problem at the end of the end of the day. And, and uh, Mr. Marsden and uh, Mr. Lamar do a very good job of, uh, of their, uh, their performances. And I, I, I think overall between them and uh, Miss Scales as, uh, as Daisy, I think this was me probably well it will be my, uh, my highest rated uh, score for, uh, for any of our four categories this week. Uh, I ended up giving voice acting an eight out of 10 this week. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty strong. I went just one point lower with a seven out of 10. Yeah, I, I think uh, everybody turned in a pretty solid performance this week. And um, I love that, uh, again, uh, even though maybe this the animation isn't the style that we love, um, you know, we can, it's why we break these ca- these things down into four different categories, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't judge it as a, we do judge it as a, as a complete product, but we also look at the individual parts that make up this entire cartoon. So this week, clearly, uh, you know, we, we really enjoyed that, the, the voice acting and, and found some, some great, uh, some great performances from our voice actors and actresses. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always, uh, as we say often, there's always something to, uh, to find even in in the episodes we don't love as much or some of these series or portions of the series seasons of the series that we're not as crazy about uh there's always something we can find to enjoy and i think this one is gonna probably end up being if i had to guess i, I didn't compare but i would guess this ends up being one of the higher ranked uh 
season one static episodes when uh, when all is said and done. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, we can go back and review and uh, come back with a report card next week for the episode as we uh, as we follow up with that or on our social medias this week, perhaps. But uh, yep, uh, I, I guess at that point, it will be time to total things up here at the end and uh, totaling all of my scores up, Liam, I come up with a uh, I think for season one, again, season one static, pretty strong, 27 out of 40. What about you? And I ended up, even though I don't think we necessarily agreed in too many specific categories. The only scores, two, only in two. Yes, <laughs> we, both. we, uh, we still, uh, we still ended up with the exact same score this week as I also had a final score of twenty-seven out of forty. All right, so now we answer the question: Do Zap Caps the the secrets of their past and how they came to be? <laughs> are they are they worth saying that this is a, ne- a necessity to rewatchability? I think based on the fact that we were so curious, or I was so curious mm-hmm. last week with watching that episode, saying where did these come from? Why are these things? Why do these things exist? I think I got to go with yeah. This is pretty pivotal <laughs> to the <laughs> series. I don't know how many more times in the series he uses zap caps, but I'd say. If you're watching this thing through, you got it. You're going to want to know why the zap caps exist. And it's a pretty fun episode all the way around. So I'll give it a one thumb up for rewatchability. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, yeah, I would give it a one thumb up. It's a fun enough episode. And and yeah, as mentioned, if you skip it and then you get to uh, another episode later and you're like, what are these? <laughs> what are these weird little grenades he has? We will uh, we will have the answer. There you go. All right, Liam. Well, that will begin to wrap us up for this week. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget, we would love your support for the podcast. If you are listening, that is, of course, one major way of doing so. But there's a couple other different ways that you can do so as well. If you're listening to us on a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify that lets you leave a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate if you did that. Uh, if, it's, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and uh, there's a spot for you to actually leave a little paragraph telling people what you enjoy about the podcast, podcast not only does that uh, help us because then it lets us know what you enjoy about the podcast because we do read them but uh, it also helps us with the algorithm also because it uh, lets people or the the almighty algorithm know that you are listening Uh, it may then push it into somebody else's algorithm stream and then they might listen to it and uh, it's all about multiplication here in the podcast we love uh, talking with people getting more people that like these cartoons listening to us talk so uh, you can do that you can help us out don't forget if you're listening to us on spotify also while you're leaving that five-star review uh interact with us within the show notes uh, where you can get our spotify exclusive poll of the week and our question of the week to interact with us we have uh we have people that do that every single week it's awesome Absolutely. Uh, i love seeing the results to some of these wacky goofy polls usually the polls are, are, are comedic <laughs> sometimes they're serious but a lot of times they're comedic and then the question of the week uh, it's always fun to read people's answers we'll usually post the answers that uh, that show up eventually and tag them to our episodes so we do read them. We appreciate your feedback and engagement with that. Uh, if you want to support us uh, additional ways, you can check out the show notes of the podcast. There are two different ways to support us monetarily. There's a direct link if you want to buy Liam and I a coffee to have every single month. We have a couple people that do that, and uh, we are incredibly blown away by their generosity every single month. We appreciate you if you support us monetarily. And if you're interested in doing that, check out the show notes. If you want to get something for your, for your dollar, there is a 
link to our shop also where you can get a, a witty mug, a goofy shirt, a funny hat, whatever you want to wear. Uh, there's some merchandise <laughs> you can grab. That link is also in the show notes. And of course, at the, as we mentioned at the top of the program, check out youtube.com slash the pod tower, subscribe to that channel and like our videos and uh, check out the other podcast that is on there. Uh, jump on the bat wagon, James and uh, his friend do that podcast weekly. They are currently in Batman, the animated series. They're a little bit ahead of us in their Batman, the animated series run, but they've done a, a bunch of, bunch of great reviews views it's a it's a pretty interesting concept so if you haven't checked that out uh do so today liam we are wrapping things up actually i guess technically not wrapping things up because we'll have two more saturdays but uh next saturday will be our final edition here in dakota for the month is our fifth saturday is usually in elseworlds month we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that next week but uh as far as the episode we'll be reviewing we are now completely finished with season one of the Static Shock series. So where are we headed for our final edition for the month of April? That's right. And I think we have another fun one to talk about next week. We'll be moving back into season two and we will become uh, be covering an interesting episode called Pop's Girlfriend. So as always, when you do another, another I think sitcom staple is when when one of the parents has died off screen before the series started, you always got to do the episode where mom or dad gets a new gets a new boyfriend or girlfriend. So we've got that coming up next week with the episode Pop's Girlfriend. Very excited to delve into that one. I wonder if she might be the main antagonist of the episode. Mm. Only time will tell. Can't wait to cover that with you. But until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.